Hi, I'm Melissa Ridley Elms, and I won the 2019 Open Contract Challenge from World of Myth, Jason on Dark Myth Publications. And my book, <laughs> Arthurian Things, a Collection of Poems, was published in January 2020. And so far it has received some very nice reviews, and a couple of the members of the Science Fiction Poetry Association are considering it for a nomination for an Elgin Award. So, if you're wondering, is this a real contest? It is a real contest. And if you're wondering, um, do I, should I submit? I don't know. Maybe I will, maybe I won't. Well, do you want to be a published writer? Take a chance. The worst thing that can happen is you don't win. And the best thing that can happen is you do win and you publish your book. Go for it. My name is Walter G. Esselman, and I'm the winner of the 2020 Open Contract Challenge. It's real. My book, Super Horror Max, I took it to a convention this weekend and was selling it. So check it out. Dreams can come true. Hi, my name is Peggy Gerber and I'm the 2021 Open Contract Challenge Grand Prize winner. Because of this competition, I can now proudly call myself the author of the published book, Stumbling in Crazy Town. To learn more about this amazing opportunity, go to www.opencontractchallenge.com and make all your publishing dreams come true. All her life, Joan placed herself into the hands of men who failed her. Joan does the unthinkable for a woman in 1960, leaving her small town of Gainesfield. As an accomplished musician, Joan served her country in the first ever women's Air Force band, San Antonio, Texas. She unwittingly becomes part of a brainwashing experiment. After her Air Force service, returning to society is particularly hard for Joan so much so that she has spent a good deal of her life in a mental institution. As a patient in a VA hospital, Joan is found murdered. Small-town secrets, whispers behind closed doors, stolen records, serve to solve the mystery of what the hell happened to Joan? This book is a work of fiction, but very well could have happened. And now, enjoy this free JZO Modcast show. Carry on my way, son. There'll be peace when you are done. Lay your weary head to rest. Don't you cry. Hey everybody, welcome to episode 83 of Lupus Bits. Yep, that's me. I didn't forget which podcast I was on this week, but I might forget a whole lot of other things in the process of making said podcast. Why? Well, we were having a pretty decent thunderstorm earlier, and seeing as I podcast right beside an open window, um, I decided that I wasn't going to podcast. 
So about 11.30, seeing as I hadn't heard from my live studio audience in a while, um, I decided I'm just going to take my bedtime meds, which consist of, you know, clonazepam, a sleeping pill, and because we're in Florida and it's spring, a Benadryl, my B2, and um, some Tylenol. I have a raging headache. Half later, I realized, oh crap, my producer and editor of my show has to work Thursday, which means he needs to edit my show tomorrow, which would be Wednesday, so that it's ready to come out on Friday. This is Tuesday. This is when I usually podcast. Um, and I usually do it with my live studio audience, but he, um, last I heard from him, what, it was 8.30, 9.30, 10.30. 8.30 my time. Um, he was horizontal and yawning. So it's safe to say that I probably won't hear from him until sometime tomorrow. He didn't have a good day. And then he went and had a big meal. So he's, he's tired. And he's a man. You get a man horizontal and you leave them still for like five minutes. Not even. Any man over 40, you leave them like still for... 30 seconds and if their eyes close you got about to the count of 10 before they're out now they'll deny it they'll, no 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 I'm good I'm good I'm good I'm good I'm awake I'm good no they're not they're sleeping they're not looking at the insides of their eyelids they're not lying they're relaxing listening to everything going on around them no and if they say they are have them recount the conversation that just happened Guaranteed, they'll either look at you and go, shut up, or, well, you know what you said, because you said it, so you guys were having the conversation, I don't have to tell you what you said, you said, you know what you said, yeah, so, he's asleep, <laughs> so I am doing this without my live studio audience, so he's not here to give me housekeeping, um, um, we we're in the process of hiring a new person to do the, um, see, told you, brain just went, test pattern. Remember back in the 80s, you used to watch TV and then shows would end at like 11 o'clock and they would have those rainbow bars come up and it would be just like, for hours. And you'd flip channels and you'd find like one, I mean, I know in Ontario, we used to have this show and it would be on like all night up until like four or five in the morning when they started up with the news shows. And it was just this dude in his car and he had like a camera mounted on his dashboard and he played like jazz and classical, but he didn't play anything good. Um, and he would just drive around Toronto and... I remember when my oldest was a baby and he was nursing, he was a preemie, so he would nurse like every two hours. So I kind of got to the point at night where I would just sleep in the armchair, <laughs> the big, huge armchair that we had. I would sleep in the living room. I would prop pillows up under my arms and I would be elevated back enough that, you know, I wasn't boobicating the boy and you know, suffocating boob you know boobicating boobicating the boy 
and I would nurse him and then he would fall asleep and I would fall asleep and then he would wake up two hours later to nurse and I'd boob and mouth oh wait flip side flip him over and I would watch this stupid show it kept me entertained but it's amazing at three o'clock in the morning what you will find entertaining just to keep you occupied while your child is sucking the life right out of you um but yeah that's kind of where my brain just went anyway back to housekeeping yeah this is going to be a show guys i'm going to be all over the place i'll tell you why i'm going to be all over the place in a minute i'm going to finish with the housekeeping anyway uh Talks for a editor-in-chief for Dark Myth Comics. New Wave Comics has hit the ground running. John is doing an amazing job. He just signed a guy, and I probably should have had his name. But if my live studio audience was around and had done housekeeping, then I would have had the name, but they're not, so I don't. So go to New Wave Comics on Instagram, and you'll find the name. Uh, Shop Myth Mart on Instagram now has product on the page so go check it out and they all have uh links to myth mart and if you go to dark myth publications all of our books are there and they have direct links now you do have to copy and paste because we're not at the level yet where we can put a direct link to the website so just copy and paste the link that's there and it'll take you to the direct page of that particular book so i highly encourage you to do that there are a ton of brilliant books on there and if you are enjoying the show and you you come back week after week after week i i am humbly asking that you buy a lupus bits t-shirt and just kind of support the expenses that it takes to run my show um i don't get paid to do this for one so you're not the money doesn't come to me you're not giving me the money what the money goes to is to pay for the uh, web hosting to pay for the producers time and all of the subscriptions like the the producing pr subscriptions he has to have with Apple and Spotify and um, SoundCloud um, our yearly subscriptions, the money that he has to pay out yearly for the Jayzo Modcast Podcast Network website um, and the, the network itself. So, yeah, you know, just kind of go show your love. Go to mythmart.com and buy a t-shirt. You can also, um, I only have like six more followers. I only need six more followers on Lupus Bits, the, pot, the TikTok to be able to put a link tree link in my bio once i do that then there will be direct links to my t-shirts there will be direct links to tumblers and um bags and whatever kind of swag you want with my face on it um we're looking at designing a new logo i love the the words but they want to put a new picture like an updated picture of me so anyway Go to mythmart.com. <laughs> so our Instagram now has all of the uh, tea, all of the apparel and all of the prints and lithograms on our Instagram for Shop Mythmart. And Dark Myth Publications on Facebook now has a complete album of all of the books that we have published so far. 
you can go and check those out and it also gives you the price and where you can go buy it um, now I know it sounds like I'm pushing Myth Mart a lot and there is a particular reason why I'm pushing Myth Mart a lot Myth Mart is the um, distribution outlet for the Jason Dark Myth Company but if you are an author that has your book being sold on MythMart, you get a larger chunk of the royalties. And now that also goes for indie authors too. Like if you are an indie author and you have published with somebody else or self-published and you're looking for an outlet to sell your books, you can sell them through MythMart and you will get a larger chunk of the sale and we keep we only keep a percentage um for ho for for holding the stock shipping it out we take a small percentage of the overall sale you get the rest of the money it's all yours amazon takes a chunk for this and a chunk for that and a piece for this and a piece for that and shipping and handling and a whole bunch of stuff so whew. I turned my head way too quick and it took a minute for the world to catch up. Now, the reason why I think that's it for housekeeping, that's pretty much all I can think of. I may think of other things as we, you know, move through this, what is going to be quite a ride. <laughs> um, okay, so we had a storm um, come through here. It was what nine uh, 9:46, and we were just at the beginnings of the storm and it was looking pretty intense on the map so that's when I decided okay if we're just at the beginnings of it at quarter to ten it doesn't look like it's going to calm down anytime soon and hadn't heard from the live studio audience so i messaged said live studio audience and said not sure there will be a podcast tonight weather is rough gonna get rougher now you need to understand i'm not in canada i'm not in ontario so i'm in florida and it's spring it's the rainy season it's the rainy stormy season and florida has some lovely storms i'm not complaining i am loving the thunder and the lightning and the intensity of the storms not so much the wind not so much the wind but I am loving the thunder and the lightning and the fact that it will be this deluge of water for five solid minutes looks like you know the heavens have opened up I'm expecting Noah's Ark to go by I'm waiting to see animals two by two and then gone and the sun's it all right where did it where did where did it go it's gone um so that was kind of what was happening and when i looked on the map i thought oh this is going to be a while and then i checked you know the overnight and you know we're supposed to get thunder at 11 we're supposed to get thunder storms at um midnight we're supposed to get thunderstorms at one between one and two between three and four so i thought you know yeah it's just not gonna happen tonight there's just it's not well, I took my meds. I still hadn't heard from my live studio audience. So I thought, you know what? Screw it. I'm going to bed. I'm tired. Um, I got a big work day tomorrow. And I have two days now of writing that I didn't get completed. And deadline for the magazine was today. So now I have that to do, to work on. So I need to be up at a decent time and put in 
a decent amount of work tomorrow. So I took my meds. And like I said, it consists of clonazepam, Benadryl, Tylenol, a B2, a Zopiclone, and um, Tylenol for pain. Well, about an hour and a half later, as I'm lying here staring blankly at the TV, totally zoning out, going, I think I might maybe have the munchies, but I don't have the brain power to actually be able to effectively operate anything like a microwave or a stove. The, post, the, the, the poster, the toaster might actually be smarter than me at this point. And then it dawned on me. My studio audience has to work on Friday. Which means I have to have the podcast done so he can edit it on Wednesday. So that he can have it ready to go and have the coding done to be able to launch Thursday night when he gets home from work. Which means, because I have this weird thing about podcasting during the day. I don't know why. It just doesn't seem to work for me. It's just, it's weird and it's awkward and it's clunky and it's far too cerebral for my liking. Um, I don't know. I just, it's weird. There's too much going on and I get distracted too easily. Um, But yeah, so I thought, oh, I need to do it tonight. I can do this. And I stood up. I took my popcorn bowl out to the kitchen and I looked at my mom and went, and she went, I beg your pardon? Um, all right, let me try that again, this time in English. So I need to podcast tonight, but I've taken my bedtime meds already. And she laughed at me and went, well, good luck. Have fun with that. So there may be portions of this show that you do not understand. Um... If so, email me and I will attempt to translate. There may be portions of this show that I don't understand. (laughs) Who knows? Who knows? Anybody who's seen me, like, I don't normally take the Zopiclone because I, A, can't stand the taste of it. It leaves, like, it's got this really weird aftertaste. Like, you know when your body is starting to digest it because you get this really funky metal, really unky metal taste in your mouth and i have that taste now so i know the sleeping pill is running through it's my body going <laughs> you're gonna sleep bitch or we're gonna just mess you up take your pick so i'm going with mess me up that will be highly entertaining for you i'm sure um i make no apologies for the condition that i am in this is what i take every night minus the sleeping pill of course but i the nightmares have stopped. Now they're just really weird dreams. And they're still waking me up. And I'm still feeling like I'm not getting enough rest. I'm not sleeping well. I want at least six hours, five to six hours of solid, uninterrupted. I don't have to wake up to pee. I don't have to wake up to roll over because I'm having a what the hell was that kind of dream. Um, I just want no dreams. None. Not even a little one. Not even a good one. Not even one of those kind of dreams. No, I want nothing. Nada. So, I took a sleeping pill with the clonazepam and the Benadryl and the Tylenol in the hopes that I will have no dreams. 
I just realized now I've been podcasting for the last five minutes with my eyes closed, so hopefully this all went into the microphone and not into the pillow on the other side of me. So, yeah, I'm a little loopy. I get a little loopy. That's the point. You're supposed to take your meds, and then you're supposed to lie down, close your eyes, close your mouth, go to sleep. You're not supposed to attempt to do a job. You're not supposed to operate heavy machinery, and at this point, my laptop is now considered heavy machinery. I'm operating it anyway. Um, I did do a couple of test runs, but it did take me five minutes of staring at my desktop to go... Which program do I open to record the show? And I'm looking at the little audacity symbol going, Is that one it? That could be it. That might be it. I think it's it. Wait, no. Are you sure that's it? Yeah, I had this argument in my head. Um, I clicked it. Guess what? It was it. <laughs> and then it took me a few minutes to figure out um, how to get do my test record to make sure I had the mic close enough to my mouth that it was recording from the mic and not from the laptop because it seems to like to do that every once in a while sure enough it was recording from the laptop so I had to fix it and now we are 17 minutes into this and you are probably going holy crap what the hell happened to this woman well let me tell you this week, um, let me see what happened last week. Signed divorce papers last week. Yeah, that was fun. And talked to my ex. Um, we are still friends, him and I. Uh, and that that was the problem. Um, the situation, our situation together, we were toxic. And not toxic in the beating each other, screaming at each other, um, abusive, toxic kind of way, but in the disconnected and um, basically living separate lives under the same roof. You know, our daughter would leave the house and he would sit at his computer and I would sit on the couch and the TV and not a word would be said for five, six hours. And then I would get up and go to bed or he would get up and go to work. And it was, goodbye, dear. Good night, dear. And that was it. We very rarely sat and had a conversation. We very rarely sat and laughed. Um... We did when we went on our anniversary vacations because we were forced to. Now, they were fun. We had a good time. As friends, he slept on the couch. I slept in my bed, in the bed, and we would get up in the morning. We'd have breakfast together, and we would go out and explore. All friendly. Not an intimate anniversary kind of excursion and I'm very sad I am very sad I will admit that I am very sad to see a 22 year marriage end because it wasn't all bad it was a good marriage we had our, our ups and downs um, we had our disagreements we certainly did not agree on um, parenting certainly not parenting of our daughter we have some very vastly different opinions on that. 
And neither one of us is right. Neither one of us is wrong. They're just different. And it's very hard to, when you're not partners in parenting, it makes it very hard to maintain a relationship as partners. When you're not a united front, you become divided. And that's kind of what happened. And we grew apart. We had no similar interests. And we tried. We did. We tried. For 14 years, we tried. And we had good times in those 14 years. Now, we did separate 14, 16 years ago. And we got back together. And we tried it again. And things were going well. And I, we both, I think, kind of settled in and were resigned to the fact that this was our life. And it took both of us to realize that no, no, this is not acceptable. And there were several conversations. There were months of conversations between the two of us. There were years of separating between the two of us before I actually left the house and that's when we became legally separated but we were already separate and living apart um, so signing those papers was bittersweet but now that I'm kind of um, several days past it and he's been served and I was concerned about that. I was concerned about his reaction. I was concerned about hurting him, um, which I'm sure it did. It hurt me. Divorce, whether it's amicable or not, is not easy. It's not something I choose. It's not something I'm proud of. I'm certainly not going to frame my divorce certificate and hang it on my wall. I'm certainly not going to wear I'm a divorced woman like a badge of honor because when I got married, I wasn't anticipating on getting divorced. That was not in the game plan. Not in the game plan. I had no intentions of being divorced at this age. I still don't want to be divorced. I just don't want to be married to him. I am not happy that I am a divorced woman. Because, I don't know. I don't know. I have strange um, opinions on divorced and dating. I have strange opinions on dating. I and I know some of you that listen are going to laugh at this because I know you're only listening to see what I'm saying and if I'm saying anything about you or about you know those related to you. But contrary to what you may believe, I do have morals. I do have ethics. And I do have a standard, a quality of character that um, I, I hold myself to. And having that slapped on me, that, that label, divorced, I would rather be called a single woman than divorced. Divorce, I mean, I was watching a show, and I said this to my live studio audience the other day. 
Oh, he wasn't my live studio audience at the time. He was actually acting as my boyfriend. I said this to him the other day. I was watching this show on polygamy. And it was a polyga polygamist family. And they were like, I'm sure you've seen it. It's on TV. They're all over the place. And they moved from Utah to Vegas. Now they're in Flagstaff, I do believe. Um, the first wife got divorced so that the fourth wife could marry the husband legally so that he could adopt her three kids and they would all be part of the family so that the ex couldn't come back and take the kids. If something were to happen to the mom, the kids would automatically go to the biological dad. But this way, because they're married and he legally adopted these kids, then if something happened to the mom, the kids would go to him. That's why they did it. Makes perfect sense because polygamy is not legal, so you're not married to all of the women. But the first wife made a comment about how being labeled a divorced woman is being labeled a failure. And I felt those words. And I started to question, like, what did I do wrong for my marriage to get to the point of divorce? Where was my fault in it? And I mean, okay, I will admit, a lot, there is my fault. There's a lot of fault. Oh yeah, big fault. I have fault. But I atoned for that fault and we got back together. We worked through it and we got back together. Now I was accused of things over the years that were taken completely out of context. Fine, whatever. And we, were, we talked about it and moved on. Um, but I was looking at the situation going, where did I go wrong? How did I fail in my, promise to God. We were married by the Presbyterian Church. Presbyterian? It was Presbyterian. It might have been United. I was pretty sure it's Presbyterian. Um, where did I go wrong? And how am I viewed now by my deity? How does they how do they see me? And it really bothered me. And I'm still kind of struggling with that. Now, you have to remember, I was brought up Ukrainian, or I was brought up Anglican. So that has a lot of Catholic underpinnings. Most of it is Catholic, except for the fact you can get divorced. Yay! But they still promote the idea of marriage. And... I guess for me, committing myself to a long-term relationship, that is the outcome that I am working towards, sharing my life with somebody else, the rest of my life with somebody else. Now, I've had to um, recently rethink that outcome because the person that I am committed to 
has no interest in that outcome. So I won't lie, I'm struggling with that too. But it's my struggle and I will get through it. And, you know, it's only been not even two years. It's a very new relationship. So we'll see down the road if I still feel the same. And if I do, then I'm sure a conversation will have to happen. And directions will have to be chosen. But that's not a conversation that needs to happen now. Um, we are building a life together the best way that we can. I mean, we don't live in the same country, so <laughs> like I said, the best way that we can. Um, but yeah, it, it kind of um, struck me. And seeing as this is my second divorce, you, be, you then begin to question what's wrong with me. How am I making this fail? What am I doing wrong? And I really had to sit with that. And I belong to an organization called Check-In. And I am a check-in counselor. But I needed to talk to somebody. So I checked in. And I talked to somebody. And it's not... Like, I own my part in it. I own my mistakes in it. Um, I posted something earlier that I wanted to read. See if I can find it. Probably won't be able to find it because I can never find anything that I want when I want it. But, you know, we'll go to my profile and see if it's there. Fingers crossed. Oh yeah, that's a good one. Yes, okay, here it is. I can't explain why I made so many mistakes why I repeated them knowing I was digging a hole too deep to climb out of. I only know I did. I can't explain it, excuse it, but I own it. No one forced me to do it. I could have been influenced, manipulated, but at the end I said yes. Therefore, rather than excuse, I choose to be accountable. Why is this important? Accountability takes me from a victim mentally, from a victim mentality to a victor mentality, puts me in the driver's seat and in control of my next move. I can't explain the past, yet I don't have to. I just have to learn from it and choose to be and do more. One of the things that I have chosen to be and chosen to do more of is distance. Distance is my new answer. I no longer react to attacks. I no longer react to ignorance. I no longer react to narcissistic, selfish behavior. I no longer react. I no longer argue. I simply withdraw. So if you have noticed that I have simply withdrawn from you, you may want to stop and think about that. Think about why. What was said, what was done, or what wasn't done to make her withdraw. 
because I'm not going to sit and argue with you. You are entitled to your opinion. Flat out, hands down, I will defend your right to have that opinion. And this is going out to somebody else who I'm sure listens occasionally. You can have your opinion and you can be wrong. In my eyes. For having that opinion. Because you don't get to judge me. You don't get to have a say in how I live my life. You're not living my life. You're not experiencing my emotions. You're not in my head. So you don't get a say. You haven't lived through the things that I have lived through that have shaped me to be the woman that I am today. Good, bad, and otherwise. So you do not get a say in how I live my life. But I respect the fact that you don't agree with it. I respect the fact that you have an opinion. I'm not going to argue with you. I'm not going to react to that opinion. I am simply going to withdraw. And when you have gotten over yourself, I will still be here. I will still love you. Just as I did before you became judgmental. Before you looked at my life and decided that that was wrong. Because I'm pretty sure if you looked at your own lives, there are several areas that others could say, hmm, I'm not right. That's wrong. You should probably fix that. You might want to pay attention to that. Yeah, that goes out to actually two people. Because nobody is responsible for my happiness. Nobody is responsible for choosing the directions of my life but me. They are my feet that make those steps one after the other one in front of the other. It is me that makes the choices to go see that person, to not go see that person, to not feed the drama of that person. It is my choice. If you don't agree with that choice, that's fine. I respect that. But I am not going to engage in that. I don't need to. We are allowed to have a difference of opinion. We do not have to agree on how I am living my life. We don't have to agree on that. Because as I said in my TikTok, you are always, always, always going to disappoint someone. And that's okay. As long as you don't disappoint yourself. And I know if I had have stayed in that marriage, I would have not only have destroyed what was left of me, which was very, very little, I would have destroyed a good man. 
I would have made the toxic situation with my daughter worse. I would have taught my sons that staying in a relationship that you're not happy in and your partner isn't happy in is okay. Because you're together as a family with your kids and your kids need to be together. No, no, I did not want my kids or my grandchildren to grow up and look at Amma and Papa and go, ooh, they don't like each other. But, you know, they stayed together. They've been married all these years, but they don't like each other. Because I have family that we all look at. And they, oh, they don't like each other at all. Mm -mm. Oh no, she can't stand him. Belittles him and argues with him every chance she gets. Why? Because he did that for 48 years. And she's now had enough. Neither one of them are going to go anywhere because they don't want to have to split the profit, basically. So, what kind of a life is that? It's not the kind of life I wanted to lead. I didn't want to go on separate vacations with my partner going on a vacation of his own. But that's what we were doing. I don't want that kind of a relationship. I want a relationship where my partner says, hey, I'm driving two blocks to the Circle K to get gas and maybe a pop. Feel like going for a ride? Sure. I'll jump in. I want the kind of relationship where we just lie and talk for hours about things that interest both of us and things that interest one of us. I want that. You know? I'm not trying to go out and raise somebody else's children and claim somebody else's family as mine. No. That's not what this is about. I just happen to connect with a man who has kids. And while I adore those kids dearly, I adore my own children as well, and my grandchildren. Now, it's very hard to see my grandson because my son doesn't talk to me. And I'm in Florida. I travel a lot, which is what I wanted for this stage of my life, whether I was still in that relationship or not. This is what I wanted. I wanted to be able to pack a bag, jump in the car, and go whenever I wanted, wherever I was called to, whether it's to my sister's for a month and a half, whether it's to New Brunswick for three weeks, whether it's to California for, well, the last time I was there was two and a half months, whether it's to Florida for the winter, wherever I'm called to, I want to be able to clean out my fridge, lock up my apartment, and go. And then come home and go, this feels so new because, I mean, I'm not there very often. As long as my rent's paid, I don't think my landlord cares. So, that is how I've geared my life. 
And if that means I'm driving back and forth to California every couple of months to see my boyfriend and his kids, great. I will be that mother figure to those kids. I'm not their mom. I could never replace their mom. I don't want to replace their mom. Two out of the three of those children remember their mom. I just want to be a female role model that they can come to when they need maternal nurturing. What's wrong with that? Absolutely nothing. I want to see my grandkids, but I don't want to raise them. I love my grandchildren. I miss James. Miss my beans. I can know tomorrow. But he's a hard kid to get close to, even when we lived in town, because it was hard to see him all the time. Because he was always with his other grandma. And I don't begrudge her that. She's got some serious stuff going on right now, and I don't begrudge her that at all. I miss my sweet girl. I haven't seen her in, well, since COVID. I haven't seen her. She went to her papa's for the summer, but um, I was, I was traveling. Well, I was moving. I was traveling. I was helping somebody move. I was helping my sister. I was, I had a full calendar of stuff. You should see my day planner. It is full. I actually had to force myself to take two days off a week, but still technically I am working seven days a week because Saturday and Sunday is for content creation for the variety of social media platforms that I am responsible for. So it's kind of turned into a little bit of a soapbox rant, but nobody, nobody, not even the man I'm dating has a say in how I live my life. Nobody has a say in how I choose to conduct myself, how I choose to worship, how I choose to pray, what I choose to believe, and who I choose to love, and where I choose to take that relationship. Nobody else has a say. Okay, well, maybe they have a say in where I choose to take the relationship if they are in the relationship with me. You're the one that I am having the relationship with. And yes, Crystal, I can hear you in my head. I'm not saying that on the air, but yeah. If that's what I'm doing, then you may have a say in how the relationship goes. Not in what I do within the confines of that relationship. You have your opinion on the relationship. I have my opinion on the relationship. 99.9% of the time, those two opinions are the same opinion. But as for my family members and ex-family members, temporary family members, I can't really say ex-family members because I never actually allowed them in far enough to become family members. Ex-wannabe family members. You don't get a say. You don't you don't get to voice an opinion. You don't get to 
have an opinion. You don't know me. Not even a little bit. I know you. I got you nailed. Point blank what you are. And time and time and time and time again, you prove me right. But how does it feel to have all of your negativity that you sent my way for months and months and months, dating back to probably the end of September? How does it feel to have it all come slamming back home all at once? Yeah. Yeah. All at once. Yeah, that was me. That was me and my sisters. <laughs> See, these people know just enough to get them into trouble. There has been no studying. There has been no learning. There has been no education. There has been no history passed down. There has been no training passed down. There's been nothing. So, a warning to you. You have no idea what you're playing with. Screw around and find out. That's all I got to say. Screw around and find out. And judging by the amount of crap and venom that is spewing from you, I think you did find out because it wasn't very long after it was sent back that it hit you like a ton of bricks and you were just screeching at everybody. Even people you ignore. Um, yeah. So, you know, you reap what you sow. I choose to reap positivity. I choose to sow positivity. I choose to sow strength and courage. And I'm not going to take bullshit. I am not going to be a doormat. I'm not going to be complacent. I'm not going to be compliant. I'm not going to be resigned. I'm not going to settle for content. No. No. So, in the next little while, you're going to notice there's going to be a lot of posts happening here, there, and everywhere because I have set up a schedule because I am not resigning myself to the fact that I cannot do the jobs I have been given to do or that I have volunteered to do because I can do them. I just need to make a schedule, which I have, and stick to it because the last two people that I hired to do the one job failed miserably and I have, will admit I have been failing miserably lately myself so I'm up in the game I am going to get on the ball and um, yeah 
event happening or not, I'm going to June. I'm going to California in June. At some point, I may be camping. Who knows? I'm going to June. I'm going to June. Good grief. Going to California in June to see my boyfriend and his family. Nobody other than him and his children get an opinion on that. Nobody. So, I have, um, as you know, we've been talking about Instagram, DMs, and catfishing. And I mean, I'm always getting messages that say, hey, pretty, hello, beautiful, hello, lips. That was a mistake, I'm assuming, because it did come back with Lupa after. Um, hey, how are you doing? Uh, where are you from? Like, they all start out fairly benign, fairly nice conversations. And I get a chuckle out of them. I kind of play along. I feed them some bait. And they make great fodder for the podcast. So I had sent out a bunch of invitations to, like, our Dark Myth page on Facebook because I noticed the numbers are down and some of the people that should be liking the page have not. Um, so I was kind of encouraging them to. And I sent out this one and I'm mentioning this because I did spend a lot of time last night. It Being a survivor of sexual abuse, it was triggering for me in a very strange, um, very very scary kind of way for me. Now, I sent this person the invite, so I get a message back. I'm interested. Great. This could be an excellent advertising opportunity or a sponsorship because it said he was a publisher of something, worked somewhere. I didn't really pay too much attention because he'd been on my friends list for a while and, you know, whatever. So I said, awesome, and left it at that. And then the next line that he throws out there, just throws it out there. No, hi, how are you? No, I'd like to get to know you better. No, where are you from? How's your family? Uh, none of that, just, I'd really like to see you naked. My heart stopped. My heart stopped. My stomach became ill and I felt like I was going to throw up. If you know, you know. If you don't, go back and listen to previous episodes because I don't want to get into it tonight as I'm still kind of chafing from the encounter. Uh, and then we find out he's two and a half hours from where I am right now. Um, that was a little disconcerting. I, I, I immediately responded with, I beg your pardon. It was a, a gut re reaction. I beg your pardon. And he says, what? I'm just saying, I think you're hot. Now, talking to a guy about this, the guy told me that telling a girl she's hot isn't derogatory. 
I wouldn't know. I've never been told, you're hot. I've never been told that before. I've been told, you're cute. You look nice. You've got nice boobs, cleavage cells. Um, I've never been told I was hot. It was the naked thing. Like, wh why? Why would you say, like, out of the blue? No, no, you didn't wine me or dine me. No, we're going straight for the naked. That's not okay. Dude, not okay. Not by far. Trust me, I checked out your profile. I don't want to see you naked. I wouldn't mind seeing you with more on, but not naked. You know? Just... And it really, really bothered me. Like, it triggered me. It really bothered me. And, I mean, I know how to deal with my triggers. I don't go on a rampage. I don't go on a whining spree. Oh, yes, okay. I talk about it on my podcast. But I don't make a big deal. Like, I talk to my closest, my nearest, and my dearest. And um, I did. And at first it was um, from the male side. Oh, he's just a perv. No big deal. Whatever. Uh, so I immediately contacted uh, two of my women friends. And one of them happened to be available. And her and I talked it through. She completely understands because she knows my history. And then we started making jokes. And, you know, it was all good. And I left it at that. So I haven't heard anything more beyond his last statement and I left it at that but it bothered me it really bothered me like you are this professional businessman you're answering this from your I'm assuming personal account because there's pictures of his daughter everywhere on this account um, there's no mention of his marital status but for a creeper like this that's not unusual um, most of them they say that are married it's because their wives tagged them in their life event they got married to so and so so it automatically tags the person as being married to so and so but yeah like I don't know you we've never had a conversation you have, haven't even said hey how are you first of all there's only one person that gets to see me naked that I'm not paying for medical advice. And that's my boyfriend. That's it. He's the only one. And if you think I'm hot because you've watched my TikToks or you've seen my videos, then you know I have a boyfriend. I don't, don't hide that fact. He's there. Um, yeah, it's kind of just like it made me uncomfortable and it made me feel unsafe. Especially when I found out he was so close. Definitely made me feel unsafe. I haven't heard anything from him since, so I can pretty much chalk this up as him just being a misogynistic asshole and move on. But, dude, get a better pickup line at least. Okay? Like, you're probably working with a gherkin, so... I'm sorry. I don't know what to tell you. What I heard today, you don't, yeah, I don't know, how about, you don't 
you don't deserve a, everybody's running around screaming saying it's steak and a BJ day well you don't deserve bologna and a handy so carry on uh, now he's probably going to be sitting there going yeah I made her podcast <laughs> she's talking about me she's talking about me on her podcast <laughs> yo you go ahead you be, you be proud of that you be proud of that dude yeah, you go right ahead. Yeah, I'll let you. Uh, so that's kind of been my week. We went to my aunt's for dinner. Lovely dinner. Absolutely lovely dinner. My aunt is a great cook. So she's decided she's coming here on the 25th for a sleepover party. Because, now, this is for the girls in the group who listen to me. If you have watched Bridgerton season one, Bridgerton Season 2 starts, it drops, in the United States on Netflix on the 25th. So my Annie Kathy's coming over, and we're going to binge as many episodes as we possibly can on the 25th. Yay. Uh, totally going to be a non-keto day, which today has kind of been. My estrogen cream is totally working because I wanted to eat everything in the refrigerator, including the refrigerator, and then go out for pizza and ice cream. All of which we have none of. So, yeah. This is uh, pre-Shark Week without the Shark Week. <laughs> but, yeah. So, I don't... I just... I, I can handle the, the, the DMs. I can. I can deal with those. I play along sometimes. I don't mind. Ignore me. I'm trying to find the charger for my phone. There we go. I... I ignore them i play along sometimes i see you know if i can get money out of them because eventually you know they're going to get try and get money out of you and there is no playing with this one it was just flat out right there out on front street i want to see you naked dude i don't even want to see me naked never mind letting somebody else other than my boyfriend see me naked you can think I'm hot all you like that's good angles every now and again the odd filter or makeup so <laughs> who's catfishing who here um, yeah so needless to say he has been blocked and I don't anticipate hearing from him again anytime soon so yeah but I do actually encourage you to go and like Dark Myth Publications on Facebook and on Instagram. The same with our uh, Myth Mart page on Facebook and our Myth Mart page, Shop Myth Mart, on Instagram. Uh, we're trying to get it so that you can buy directly from the site where you click on it and it takes it directly to Myth Mart to the checkout page and you just bing, bang, boom, you're done. But we need to establish um, a presence first, a reputable presence first. So y'all need to go like the page. Please. I'm asking. Buy a t-shirt while you're there. And yeah, so that's kind of been my week. We've had some storms running through. So my head's kind of been full of cotton and I've been very delicate with it. I had a migraine earlier that took me out for a day. Um, I was not happy. It was very dark in my room, and I kind of stayed in bed and didn't 
didn't move around a whole lot tried to watch tv but it was more or less listening to the sound um very low because i couldn't i just needed it was just it was awful it was awful i'm hoping the v2 will soon start to work it's magic but you kind of have to remember to take it twice a day every day and i'm not real good at being consistent hence why i've had to make a schedule in my planner for all of the social media platforms that i'm responsible for so that i can be consistent and all of the other work like my writing my editing my podcasting I need to know, like, I need to be able to look at my planner and go, this is what I have to do today. So, this is one of the things I have to do today. So, I did it. And I'm kind of proud of myself for doing it. Uh, but, yeah. Okay, so, back to my Florida man story. That is, like, that is my Florida man story for this week. Just, uh, I want to see you naked. Out of the blue. Apparently, he is in Florida. He's, like, two and a half hours away from here in Florida. Um, he can stay that far away from me. I'm going to stop tagging where I am in Florida because it made me a little nervous. I mean, you're not going to be able to find, well, drive around and find different license plates, but, you know, it is what it is. But it freaked me out just a little bit, just a little bit. Then I had the strangest conversation tonight that I was completely confused and lost from the very beginning of the conversation, and I ended up just frustrating the person I was conversing with, um, and they gave up and went to bed. I, I I don't know what I said or didn't say or how what I said could be construed as to the way that they were taking it. And I was trying to like, what are you talking about? I'm I'm I don't understand you. And they got all insulted and left the conversation. So. I, I don't know. I don't know where that's going to go from there. Um, it'll probably just get completely swept under the carpet and ignored, and we will just all move on, and it'll be just lovely tomorrow. I'm good with that, too, because it was a ridiculous, ridiculous um, scenario. And the more upset she got, the more confused I got. So I'm not... I'm, I, 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 I don't know. I don't know. Oh, you sound like Yogi Bear. Where'd the picnic basket, boo-boo? Anyway. <laughs> I told you I wasn't sure where this podcast was going to end up. And it's kind of been all over the place. And I got a little opinionated. And I got a little ranty up on my soapbox. But it's been a while since I whipped out that soapbox. I forgot what it was like to be two feet taller. I get up on that soapbox, I'm two feet taller. Not quite bulletproof, but, you know, I step off the, short, the soapbox. You can't miss me. I'm two feet shorter. So if you're aiming for two feet up, I just step off the soapbox and duck. I'm small. All right, my darlings. Um, I am going to end this podcast for this week. My throat is done and I need to spin it down. And then tomorrow, I was supposed to do it today, but tomorrow I need to make some sound clips for this episode to get it up and start advertising this episode on... Um, all my social media platforms. So those social media platforms where you can find me, Lupa, you can find me at TikTok at Lupa's Bits, the TikTok. You can find me on Twitter at Bits Lupa. You can find me on uh, Instagram 
at I don't know I'm not sure what I what my handle is on Instagram my handle on Instagram is not that oh I don't even I'm just pushing buttons I don't know what I'm doing man I don't know what I'm doing I didn't take me home all right um Lupa's Bits on Instagram, uh, Bits Lupa on TikTok, and if you go to the search engine on Facebook and type in Lupa's Bits, L-U-P-A apostrophe S, Bits, the podcast, you will find Lupa's Bits, the podcast. And look, I said I will love you forever and greatly appreciate it if you go to www.mythmart.com and buy a Lupus Bits t-shirt. They come in men and women's. It's got my face on it. It says Lupus Bits. And if you want, like, when you get your shirt, you can put on the back which episodes you like the best. That'd be really cool to see. So, all right, my peeps. I am out for this week. And uh, it's going to be a quiet week because it's magazine edit week, which means I'm going to be knee-deep in stories and other stuffs so have a good week stay out of trouble and if you can't keep your opinion to yourself tell me and i'll share it for you (laughs) all right everybody have a good week and see ya There'll be peace when you are done Lay your weary head to rest Don't you cry